AustralianMusiciansRadio.com Australian Musicians Radio advises the following program may contain coarse language, adult themes, unsolicited product placement, quality banter, unscripted bullshit, dad jokes, cringeworthy puns, lewd anecdotes, general fuckery, and lots and lots of local, independent, original music. Hi, I'm Daniel M. Perth. Welcome to Bar Talk.
trying Little bit too tipsy to be driving Selfish, now I'm well pissed In an age where it's all about wellness In an age where all of my mates are struggling with hating themselves But people say cut off relationships that ain't helping And don't help them, help ain't welcome And the self-help at work seldom But we'll buy whatever you're selling Empty cliches or empty MA or anything made to help me escape Swipe left, swipe right, high def, quite bright IG highlights, my men's night-night My need a nightlight, scared of the dark Scared that the one will remember my art Scared about hope and then scared of the posture Who says that the father is there if you ask Then said posture will definitely ask For your credit card, direct debit and the paperwork On the seat where you bury your ass Week after week with depression, it's mass Smiles that ain't real, friends that won't last A fairy tale, no fairy tale loss In a breakdown, yeah. give it away now, give it away now, give it away now, give it away now. Head spinning and I'm laid out, like I wanna break down, in a breakdown. Give it away now, give it away now, give it away now, give it away now. Head spinning and I'm laid out, like I wanna break down, in a breakdown. Yeah. Give it away now, give it away now, give it away now. But it's pretty hard to give him any reverence Cause I'm not quite sure what's upsetting him Losing me or the benefits he gets from it Give me a bowl of some dip like a salsa Should make the most of this chip on my shoulder Grinding my teeth, gritting my molars Godfather, you get or is it Capola's Masterpiece, the pharmacy Anomaly, it's a masterpiece So scared of hearing depart from me But the stick that I blow won't part the seas If I'm gonna call you dad, be fatherly Father, please, it's getting hard to breathe Voice in my head, damn dastardly Screaming all the time like Cardi B uh, Head spinning and I'm laid out Like I wanna break down, so the breakdown Give it away now, give it away now, give it away now, give it away now. Head spinning and I'm laid out, like I wanna break down, send a breakdown. Give it away now, give it away now, give it away now, give it away now. Head spinning and I'm laid out, like I wanna break down, send a breakdown. Give it away now, give it away now, give it away now, give it away now. Head spinning and I'm laid out, like I wanna break down, send a breakdown. Give it away now, give it away now, give it away now, give it away now. Well, 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 well. Well, well. Well, well. 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 <laughs> Stop talking about large pits that your water comes out of. Um, I thought we were talking about well, the ring and how well, you watch the uh, video and the little girl crawl, crawls oh, out of the well. And okay. Then, yeah. Okay. I, mean, so, I haven't actually watched the ring, so, uh, you know, you can- you can show me something later. How about that? Eh? Yes, cool. But <laughs> <laughs> you can watch the video. <laughs> which which video? Isn't it a whole movie? Well, no, no. The movie's actually it's a curse. You uh-huh. watch the video, and then the video actually um, in seven days you'll die. And the way you die is a little girl cl- climbs out of the well and then uh, makes your face get all distorted Ooh. and stuff. Okay. Well, I uh, I look forward to next week. Then yeah. what I ever look forward to more though is the fact that it's another brand new spanking episode number 32 to be precise of bar talk nice nice um, welcome mick hello to the show it's a first you're a first timer you're the reborn you're the reborn cherry pop as they say yes one. yeah basically you know you tried the rest now you've got the best so yes, yes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> been through my buffet now i'm coming to dessert yes exactly you've had, you've had your uh, your trout now it's time for some caviar oh yes. oh, oh. oh. champagne yeah, yeah. Yes, of course. 
Uh, I want to say, firstly, welcome to the show. Thank you it's for having me. It's been a long me. time coming to get someone from Heavy Reborn on there, and uh, you, you weren't. I'm not going to lie, you weren't my first pick. Lois was supposed to be here this week, but apparently she got the uh, got the the lady flu, whatever uh, that means. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the uh, the man flu, but ten times more. Deal, deal. You can deal with it a lot easier. You reckon? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's one thing that people don't understand is that man flu is basically what men go through is what women go through during childbirth. Fair enough. Oh, it's, we're going really. to really. have some form of equivalent, I think. Yes, yeah. No, that, that, I, I like Before. to say that just to see, um, yeah, <laughs> see, see my the, all the women in my family just I, look at me like I just shit in the uh, sp- lunchroom. <laughs> Speaking of women, we mm. should mention. Actually, we should we should firstly mention the tracks we just came off. Oh yes, we get straight at this. I just got be- bemoaned by our station manager for uh for not for you got to get into the songs quicker. I was like, okay, okay, all right, Gareth, settle down, go back and listen to your ABC classics with Vanessa. Got a sexy voice face or whatever her name is. Um, I want to talk about the songs that we're playing. Oh yes, not Handel's Lettuce Opus. No. Um, what? Well, the, well, actually, the opuses we've opened on. Uh, was we, Foley. Foley, exactly. Yes. Who is a great artist in that. I only heard these uh, tracks uh, today and that you sent me See, through the list and yeah. I'm really, really impressed. Well, if, if you if you don't count the last night where I wasn't really paying attention, yeah, the first time I, I'm lis- listening to them is today as well. Yes. <laughs> I was far too tired when I was going through the songs last night, so I'm glad I got time to actually listen to them because I really, really like this first one. Uh, this was- She's a- um, she is a uh, New Zealand artist, actually, Folly. So, we're starting out across the ditch tonight. Yeah. And uh, she's brought out this absolutely, what I personally think is a beautiful track. Mm. So personal. In fact, I'm so excited to hear about this one because it was just a absolutely fresh popping poppin track. What, yeah. did you, what did you reckon, Mick? I, I actually really enjoyed it. And that, I mean, like, obviously, for those who have listened to Heavy Reborn, you'll hear me talking about loving my heavy music. But I always have a soft spot. If a song really grabs me- I like it. You know what I mean? I'm not afraid to say it. You know, basically, I mean, probably one of my favorite songs from a few years ago was <clears throat> um, Rihanna, um, <laughs> Only Girl Repeat in the World. on Heavy Reborn this week. See what looks you get. No, no, no. Seriously. <laughs> I mean, I, I saw when Gareth gave you a stern talking to and then he also gave you a clip behind the ear. If I mention that out loud, he's going to basically put a beating on me. I think he's sleeping in the other room, so yep, I think cool. we're safe. Shh. <laughs> you say that, and all of a sudden out comes the uh, <laughs> the baseball bat. I'll make you feel like the only girl in the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, Foley has been really, really doing, a, having a lot of success, actually. She's been winning. She won a, uh, well, she'd won an APRA award last year, and she's uh, got getting some top five hits in New Zealand. So, mm. really going well. And I tell you what, I really, really enjoyed the opening uh, guitar lick on this track. It was this one, wasn't it? I didn't get. Yes, no, it was this one. I was, I was almost confused. Like, which one had the cool guitar lick? It's like, no, it was this one, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. So no, she did actually really well. A re- like, really great voice. Uh, yeah, re- just, just a great, great funky, funky pop track. Yeah. Uh, and after that, Mick, oh. we had now I, the feature artist on this, this, this track, this next track has been played on AMR a few times over the years. Um, but it is the new team up with Maver and Marksman Lloyd. With their new song Coppola, I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, I don't think they mentioned it in the song. Well, if if they did, I wasn't paying enough attention. Coppola Nick. or Coppola, because there's um, Francis Ford Coppola who did the Godfather trilogy. So maybe yes, it's but Coppola. that's just pronounced wrong. It's even shame when it's like he. I'm sure he's Italian, isn't he? Francis yeah. Ford, yes. How do you pronounce it? It's Coppola. 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 Now we pronounce it as France. Coppola. Go, go out. Coppola. 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 <laughs> 
But yes, uh, we're going going across the other opposite side of our um of our geographic area in terms of what we play in AMR. Going from New Zealand to Perth, which mm. is quite a distance. Uh, to yes, to lockdown free Perth. Um, with Maver's new track, as I said, Coppola or Coppola or Capella. Mm-mm. Uh, yeah, it's such a. I, I tell you what, I've always enjoyed Marksman Lloyd's. Um, yeah, no, I nearly said his name wrong. I really have enjoyed Marksman Lloyd's tracks when they've come out, and the man has a very nice flow. Mm. And I did notice it had a lot of um, lot of really cool themes in this song in terms of like personal. I guess what we call it, personal doubts. I guess. Mm. But it was like kind of cool. It's kind of cool to hear those songs where you have that conversation. And there is another track that does touch on this same thing. But all this stuff about mental health, I know it's been very, very prominent this year with everything going on, and for good reason. Uh, but yeah, I think it's important to always, you know, have that have that sort of conversation with yourself. You know, it's important to sort of voice your your own concerns. I think sometimes to sort of really sort of you know know what you're dealing with, I suppose. Mm, absolutely. And, you know, don't be afraid to reach out. If you're, you're having a tough time, you know, reach out to someone. You'll be surprised at the kind of people who are in your life who will happily be there for you. Even if they're acquaintances, friends or anything like that, someone's always there to lend a hand. That's all you got to know. That's it. Now, I have to mention too, the bass drop on this track. When the bass drop. Oh, it's tasty. It was, now this took you back about five years when it was like this sound was everywhere, but it has been, it was probably the best instrumental breakdown I've heard in, in some, like a pop track in ages since, you know, coming through on this station. So yeah, top, top of the, top of the line to you fellas. That's Good job. Top of the coppola. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. What does that, what, what do you, if, if you said that to someone go, what does that mean? Top of the coppola. No, Topola. It's Topola. Topola. Oh, Topola, yeah. Coppola. Is it a top, top track? Top track. Okay. Top track, call yeah. It. yeah, Topola, Coppola. <laughs> <laughs> trust, uh, trust you, Mick, to just, yes. you know, start increasing my vocabulary, you know, yeah. ad lib. Ad lib. Yeah, I've got to be- um, So, yeah, thanks to um, Firestarter, too, for sending that in. Lovely nice. stuff, guys. Yes. And uh, I should mention, too, um, this week I had the absolute pleasure of speaking of New Zealand artists, going across the ditch. Well, no, I, I didn't go across the ditch. My my phone line did when oh, I was talking nice. to him. Yes, yeah, it was all it was all electronic, you know. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's what a lot of it's been I, this year. You know what? I would have loved to. Have, I would have loved to do an interview via Morse code. Like you play back the interview, and it's just the beeps going. Yeah. It's like, well, I'll try and translate this, you bastards. Yeah, I know. Hang on, wait a minute. Is the Titanic sinking, or does he want to uh, talk about his new track? I'm not too sure. <laughs> beep 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 beep. <laughs> the Prussians have invaded France again. <laughs> um, I had the pleasure of chatting to Jeff Ong, who just bought out his uh, his brand new album, Maybe It'll Be Alright. And I had the pleasure of having a good old sit-down chat with him. It was actually funny because we'd booked the interview, worked out that we both didn't have enough time for it, but booked it in the evening. So, Jeff's an absolute gem. He just run it on the fly. But we had a fantastic chat about his about his creative process and his, his journey of sort of swinging in and out of the songwriting phase and his production phases and all these other interests. So, it was really good to sort of go into detail about that. Oh, awesome. I'm looking forward to hearing that. It's Yeah, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> you know me, I always put- I do the interview and I put it aside and I don't listen to it until yeah. it comes out. So, I, you know, get that nice break. But I, I digress. Yes. Um, we're going to go to the interview with Jeff- Real soon, and we're going to play one of his songs, Don't Know You No More, which is another absolute cracker of a pop track. But right now, though, Mick. Yes. Right now, we've got another swell track. Now, this was one of your favourites, wasn't it? Oh, Lord, Lord. I got the Holy Spirit on this bad boy. 
and that. But no, I actually heard this song because, like I said, you sent me through the track listing. You know, I got a two-hour drive home and I listened to this one a couple times like this. Actually, you know what? I'm going to actually claim this as this is this track is courtesy of me. You know what I mean? I yes. didn't actually have anything not, to not do with it. Not by Unified who sent it no. in. Thanks, guys. Um. Thanks, Unified. <laughs> also known as Mick because they're Unified because they're my best friends. Oh, yes. They haven't met me, but yeah. They're, they're soon to be best soon friends. Soon to be best friends, yeah. You just announce. I know you, I've, done, I've heard you do this before on, on Heavy Reborn. You just go, yeah, you're going to be my friend now. And like, it's just now fact. Yeah, pretty much. You're like the dictator. Yeah, you're the, you're the, you know, my word is law. Yeah, and well, that's the thing though. Everyone thinks that, oh, yeah, he's funny, he's great. Then all of a sudden, before you know it, I'm sleeping on your couch. <laughs> you know, you've got this little bit of drinking cereal. your coffee, yeah. stash. A little, little bit of, um, you know, Sultana brand left. Nope. Mix eating it on his couch, <laughs> not wearing pants. So you're a Sultana brand guy as I far am. as cereal is. Yes. Really? So, uh, so top three cereals. Yep. Where does Sultana brand fit? Top. So it is number one. Okay. Yep. What's after Sultana brand? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Well, look, I'm a bit of a Kellogg's Crunchy Nut cornflakes. Oh, yes, yes, yep. yes. Yep. For the what, What's the tagline of that one? Another Kellogg's Crunchy Nut. Obviously, <laughs> another Kellogg's Crunchy Nut. There's a there's a double entendre there. Uh, I'm not going to go there, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, that, so, then- that's, that's your Playboy magazines after a few years of sitting in the cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, wow. <laughs> pages are a bit crunchy, folks. <laughs> yeah. Just like this keyboard. Yeah. I come back now. Yeah, I remember the other episode, I think, I think, I can't remember. I was talking about how I couldn't press the keyboard, but what, the arrow key. Mm. Now it's the shift key. I can't use that either. Mm. So every time I come back, another button doesn't work. Mm. Yeah, it's just before long, it's just going to have to actually literally bash it with your fist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> However, we went, what was it? Uh, we've got all brand, country nut, country nut, country nut. <laughs> Calix crunchy nut. As opposed to city slicker nut when yeah. you go to the city. No. And no, then- they, 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 well, the city slicker one comes with, um, you know, almond milk. And oh, yes. It's, you know, got quinoa mm-hmm. instead of uh, crunchy nuts. And, and a kale, you know, a sprinkle of kale on oh, top. Oh, a sprinkle of kale, of course. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it, it really accentuates. It's actually, you know, got a special name for it. It's called the... Douche. <laughs> the douche, a bowl of douche. So that's your third favourite cereal, no, is it? Oh, God. Okay. R- rice bubbles, mate. <laughs> rice bubbles. Snap, oh, crackle, yeah. and pop that bad boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. And that's one of those things. That's one of those cereals, too. If you eat it after about three minutes, it's just not the same. No. So why, that's why I learned very quickly. I prefer smaller, more bowls of cereal, but smaller bowls of cereal so they never go soggy. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So when you say you want three bowls of cereal, don't look shocked. The, this, the little bowls are tiny like dumpling bowls. They're not like proper cereal bowls. No, no. I do that. I have it out on my balcony, you know, because I actually, I pour the milk. My cat always hangs around, so I pour him his like milk for the day and then, uh, yeah, sit out there, watch nice. the uh, sun, the sun enter on the valley and then, yeah. Talk about getting distracted. Yes. <laughs> um, well, uh, something, something, Segway, cereal, Mr. Kellogg. Uh, well, talking about um, cereal, do you know he- that if there is a zombie apocalypse- Oh, here we go. Yes. You probably won't get cereal anymore. <laughs> and what, would, what could cause a zombie apocalypse? Comets. Speaking of which, comets and zombies. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Segway King. Now that, I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say, you know, that beats any of the segways I would have come up with. So, good stuff. That's uh, what I do. The song is Comets and Zombies by absolutely popping Australian bed slowly, slowly, yes. as we mentioned. Now, the, the wording makes it sound like it. Well, they go about the first taste of what's coming next year. There's definitely some kind of release. When they hint at what's coming next year, Mick, you know there's an unannounced yeah. album or EP yeah, out there. They tease us like a little schoolgirl. Yeah, We're well, on to you guys. So, who's hang on. Who's teasing the schoolgirl? 
Because that, we're, we're the schoolgirls. They're oh, okay. teasing us, you know. Oh, okay, I mean? They're right, saying okay. that we got cooties and okay. stuff. Okay, so we're fangirls now, officially. We're fangirls, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, and it's like, you know, come on. Yeah. Come I mean, on, slowly, slowly. Before you know it, I'm going to dress up as the female version of Angus Young. You just yeah. watch. <laughs> there you go. Cool. Um, yeah. yeah, no, great great track. Well, I mean, what did you like about it? Because you- I just- um I got a really good vibe about it and just kind of built, it built, it built, delivered, built, 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 delivered and stuff. And although a lot of it was just kind of- I don't know. It's just one of those songs you you hear, and it's just like, okay, it's 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 upbeat, but it's also got kind of something behind it as well, and it just I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're coming off their third album too. I just see. So Ooh, um, nice. These guys just do not stop. No, they go. These guys are massive. Got a great following. So good to see them out putting out some great tracks. Yes, keep it up, guys, and make sure you make sure you give everyone you like that you hear this week a good like when you get a chance too. Yeah. Um. I guess we should play play the songs, eh, Mick? Yes, play absolutely. We've got another one, though, after we it. did. As I said before, we're going to play uh, Jeff Ong's oh. song, Don't Know You No More. But right now, it is... Slowly, Slowly by Comets and Zombies. Something like that. Yes. We'll see you soon, folks. Enjoy. Do it.
Hey, this is Jeff Ong, and you're listening to AMR. It's 8.35, and I wish that you could see this guy. Twilight sinking towards the ocean, the waves moving in slow motion. Could have been mad, but you ain't, and you know the reasons why. Hey, yeah, but you're still in the words I write, though you're halfway round the world tonight. Oh, 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 and I know I said that I never, that I never wanted forever, but it's still hard to say I don't know you no more. And I know I said that I never, that I never wanted forever. But it's still hard to say I don't know you no more No, I don't know you no more Do you remember the time We went down to the that night Contradictions in the sunset The trees painting their regrets in the light You could have been mine But you ain't and you know the reasons why Hey, yeah But you're still in the words I write Though you're halfway around the world tonight Oh, oh, oh and I know I said that I never, that I never wanted forever But it's still hard to say I don't know you no more And I know I said that I never, that I never wanted forever But it's still hard to say I don't know you no more No, I don't know Folks, how'd you like a bit of that? That was pretty cool. I thought it was pretty cool. I hope you thought it was pretty cool too, because you better bloody like it. That was um, Don't Know You No More off the brand new album, Maybe It'll Be Alright, by- uh, He calls himself the pop star for dorks. 
I'll let you interpret that how you so see fit. But it's all the way across the ditch in Auckland town. Please give it up for the very lovely Jeff Ong. How you going, Jeff? Welcome to the show. Hey, I'm doing good, thanks. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me on. Hey, it's a pleasure. And I mean, when you got an album like that, it hit the spot when I was listening to it this week. I was fucking jiving around to it. It was good fun. It's a, it's a fun album. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's definitely a big part of, um, well, like an important aspect of the the writing that I was that I wanted to focus on. So I'm glad it's uh, it's working. <laughs> I was going to say, it's quite an impressive feat to put out such a, what is, you know, it's a, quite a concise album, but still, the, like these days, especially in a year like this year, to be able to put out uh, something like this and it to do as, for it to do as well as it has is uh, quite a quite an impressive feat. So, I must say, well done. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. I think I was definitely very lucky um, in that I kind of do all of my writing and recording and production and stuff at home. So I didn't have to, yeah, like I didn't, I, I think uh, with bands and stuff or, or artists who need to work with producers or work with studio time and stuff like that, it would definitely have been a lot more difficult for them. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But you found that even though, because was the whole thing, did you say the whole thing was recorded while this year in the pandemic? Uh, not the whole thing. A few of the songs were done last year, um, but six of them were done this year, kind of during COVID times. I was in... Yeah, I kind of had this just kind of wave of creative, like, I guess, inspiration or motivation or a bit of both, you know, um, and it kind of lined up with not being able to leave the house. <laughs> so, I got lucky. <laughs> yeah, you got to do something, you know, it's like you can't just sit in the and twiddling your thumbs. It's like, oh, fuck it, I'll write an album. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I don't know, because I, I guess I kind of made the decision to write the album at the start of the year. Ah, yes. Um, when everything was looking and, up. Uh, Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, who knows, man? Thankfully, thankfully, I was able to kind of keep going with it. You know. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, lucky you guys had a relatively short lockdown, so I suppose it helps that you guys have pretty much been open most of the year. Um, yeah. You know, it's all. Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty good though. I was going to say you've. It is quite, uh, as I said, quite a fun album, quite a jive it dancey album. Have you? Um, I was going to say, you've, have you played many of the songs live yet? Yeah, yeah. So, we've been playing them. Uh, so, I've been playing them with my band uh, for, I don't know, I guess, because I've, I've been playing with this band for a couple of years now. Um, and, like, I always like to play the songs live and just kind of see how people like them, you know? Um, and, yeah, no, it's been cool. It's been cool getting to... Um, to share the recorded versions with people because a lot of people have actually heard the songs live but haven't been able to hear them on the recording. Um, so, yeah, that's been quite a nice experience, I think. I was going to say, so most of them you were playing live before you put them down in the studio? Yeah, yeah. So have you Not always- all of them, but most of them, yeah. yeah. So have you always considered yourself mainly a, a live artist that happens to do recording or are you trying to- are you trying to, like, switch it up or you, do you consider yourself both? I mean, where's the, where's the balance lie, really? Yeah, it's quite interesting, eh? I think for me personally, I I think of myself as a songwriter first. Um, so, songwriter first and then maybe producer second and then live performer third. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. have you- Because I was going to say, if you may consider yourself mainly a songwriter and because this is your first out, al- this is your first album, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you written many songs for other people then, or has it always been just for yourself? 
Yeah, yeah. So I've written uh, a few songs for other people. Um, a lot of yeah. There's a lot of um, kind of collaboration happening in the in the Auckland music community now. I think especially in like for artists in the pop genre. Um, Cause yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it's like over in Australia, but in New Zealand, there's a very strong kind of DIY ethic and like sometimes it gets taken to sort of unhealthy extremes, right? Like people don't want anybody's help on anything. It like, seems like, yeah, you know, like we, we almost look at it as a bad thing to have done something collaboratively, but actually I don't think that takes anything away from it, you know? Um, and I think the culture in music, especially in pop music, is starting to shift more towards like collaboration and co-writing and that kind of thing, which yeah, I, I think, think is really cool. There's always been that element in pop music, though. Pop music since its hey since its heyday and early beginnings has always been a case of you have people songwriting for you and that sort of thing. So I guess it's never really sort of devi- deviated away from it too much, but. I like. I, I, it's good to see that you're enjoying where the trend is going in terms of how collaborative things are. So, mm. what I wanted to know then is with with the album, uh, how much collaboration was there with the other people you were working with? Oh uh, yeah. So on uh, on this album, it was so I I think writing wise, it was still pretty much just me, but um, I had some production work done with a friend of mine who lives over in LA. Um, So he helped out with the production on fingerprints. Don't know you no more and save me the weekend. Um, You sold out. And another one of my friends. You did the old, you did the old LA trick and selling out to get get with the big shots. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's the thing though. Like he's just, um, yeah, he is, he's a really, really cool guy. He, I went to music school with him. Oh, okay, so, okay. Um, so it's a first name basis sort of thing. You're not just, you know, not just trying to get a foot in the door. The door, the foot's stuck in the door, so to speak, keeping it ajar. If we're going to use that, yeah, metaphor. yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, you were saying. So what? What did he mainly do? Um, so he handled the mix and the master mostly, um, but yep. he added a few kind of production touches as well. Um, which was really, really cool getting like a second pair of ears on it, you know? I was going to say that that is a, such an important aspect because I'm assuming you did pretty much most of the production yourself, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. It's yeah. good to get that second second opinion, especially when you've focused on it for such a long time that you start like somebody else will bring a fresh set of ears and pick up on things maybe you didn't think of or suggest things that you wouldn't have thought of otherwise. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, do you think it really just kicked it up to that next notch? having that second set of ears? Yeah, I think it definitely did. Um, it, I think especially from like a uh, kind of a technical point of view in terms of the way that the mixes kind of sound and that kind of thing, um, there's a really big kind of step up because he's because um, he works at a studio over there um, and like the gear that they have access to is much better and like because he actually studied audio audio engineering, so... He's got a bit more of a, um, I don't know, I guess expertise in that in that kind of thing than me. Yeah, yeah. So it's just that that le- extra level of of you know of knowledge that you may not have had otherwise. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's cool. That's cool. Um, I want to talk a bit about your own personal history as an artist because you've always been in Auckland, haven't you? You've never really lived anywhere else apart. Well, not lived, but like you've never sort of. Yeah, you've never really lived anywhere else apart from Auckland, have you? Um, oh, I have. So I lived oh. 
I guess as a when I was younger, um, my dad got a job posting over in Shanghai, over in China. So I lived there for a few years um, when I was a kid, and then I went to music school over uh, in the states. Yeah, how? Oh, really? Okay, which um, mm. whereabouts in in the states? Um, so I went to I went to Berkeley School of Music over in Boston. Oh, that's um. Yeah, I was going to say that's one of the biggest ones, isn't it? One of the most famous ones. Yeah, it's a good school. Definitely um, was very lucky to be able to, to study there. So, what did you end up doing at Berkeley? Um, so, I studied songwriting and vocal performance. Mm. It's my, mm. I guess, my two majors. Um, and yeah, it was just awesome, man. It was really cool, like being, I guess, immersed in, in music 24 um, 7. And then, I guess, also being surrounded by people who who wanted to do the same thing, you know? I was going to say, it would be an interesting experience, I'm sure. Like, were you at the point of your life where you were just starting to really develop your own personal taste at that point and that sort of kicked it into gear? Or was it a case you had an established sort of idea of what you thought you'd be as an artist and you went there and, and it sort of turned it on its head? Or was it, you know, a combination of both or something else? Oh, man, that's a good that's good. <laughs> It's a very good question. Um, it's, it's a lot to unpack there. I, think, I know. Uh, <laughs> you could, you, yeah, you could, yeah. We can cut out the uh, 15 minutes of silence that you, you're about to do just to like while well, you think up of a, a witty answer for me, Jeff. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I think um, the way that I sounded before Berkeley and the way that I sounded after Berkeley were definitely very different. Um, and I think, to be honest, I don't think I ever would have imagined myself going down the kind of pop pathway that I have um, yeah, yeah. at that time I was, yeah. Like when I first started at Berkeley, I was way more into kind of soul and R and B like um, the real classic stuff. That's well, I mean, kind of where a lot of my musical background comes from. There's a, there's a um, bit of that overlap though, that R and B overlap with the album. So you can certainly tell there's that background though. Yeah. I think a lot of it. Yeah. There's always going to be some kind of aspects of that, which will carry over, you mm. know, no matter what, genre i think I, I do just because that's how you know where i learned how to you know how to sing and write and and play um yeah but yeah i think just being around being around other people who are you know really trying to get better at music you know was probably the the biggest um i don't know it's a, it's, the, it's, I'm, a, it's, I'm it's a, a word it's you know what i mean yeah. right? I, no i yeah, appreciate yeah. like i appreciate where you're coming from it's just I guess sometimes it can be hard to put it into words maybe when you, you haven't really thought about it. But did anybody sort of mm-hmm. maybe give you any piece of advice while you were there? I mean, it doesn't have to necessarily be when you're in the States, but has any, at any point anybody given you any advice which you wouldn't have thought would have been important, but turns out it actually was? Um, I don't know, actually. I'm not sure about pieces of advice, but there were definitely- Or even information, something that nobody little- told you that you learned. They go, oh, that's actually really important. I didn't think of that. Um, the, I don't know, actually. I think it's more kind of like experiential. Yeah. Experiential learning, you know, like so I think the biggest thing that I learned was probably just kind of just talk to talk to people, really. Yeah. So, and networking, like not, <laughs> basically. Yeah, networking and like, but not because I think I feel like I see a lot of uh, musicians approach networking in a really kind of kind of a cold way do you know what i mean ah um, like they they look at that person and go right they're gonna do something for me i've got to talk to them sort of thing that's right yeah mm, mm. and i think the people who are in those kinds of situations where people think that they can do something for you right they can they can really tell 
like if if an interaction is being approached in that way. Yeah, um, yeah. I was going to say, well, you you do you think that it comes across as way more obvious than they're probably intending it to be? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think yeah, because so much more of it, so much of networking is about just actually trying to trying to make an actual human connection with people. Yeah, that's you know, a well, good that's how point. I try and approach it anyway. Because at the end of the day, you've got to be able to stand being around these people to work with them. Because if you can't stand them, what, what's the point? This is doing something that you love. If you can't stand them, what's the point? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So, are you more one of those people that's sort of like a, a bit more give and take? You go, right, if you do this for me, I'll do this for you. Let's let's work together or let's collaborate, as you're saying. Is are you more like a, like a let's do something together sort of type of networking guy? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like, I don't think it's a, um, like as soon as you try and approach it in a transactional kind of way, then it's yeah. that's when it's all going to fall apart, right? Yeah, yeah. You got to do it more naturally, guys. This is yeah. this is business and marketing tips with Jeff and Daniel. <laughs> 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 you could probably run. You could probably do my. You could probably run a run a business podcast for me, eh, Jeff? Give people give people <laughs> life advice. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like I'm not. I'm not. Uh, as natural, uh, uh, I don't have the gift of the gab. <laughs> well, I mean, we're doing a verbal interview, so I mean, <laughs> it's, it's it's there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you don't. Have, you never got into. You never had like a an inspirational quotes phase, do you? You know the the sunset backdrop. Backdrop. Life is like a box of chocolates. Yada yada yada. You know, were you ever? Did you ever have a phase where you were posting inspirational quotes? <laughs> No, I never, never really got into that. I, um- <laughs> <laughs> My favourite ones are the ones which they look like the inspirational quotes, but it's like just useless information. It's like, uh, like it'll be like the sunset, pretty sunset picture, and it's like, uh, I don't know, a cat isn't a dog, or like something. U- it'll say something useless there, or it's like it'll it'll say something really negative, like you're a piece of shit, and it'll just be like it'll, yeah, yeah, it'll look yeah. like a piece of inspirational quotes, but it just takes the piss out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I yeah, again, not not like yourself. I don't think I ever had an inspirational quotes phase either. Um let's talk a bit about uh when you I guess when you've come back since you've been, you know, after you did the music school thing and uh coming back to Auckland, uh, have you found that I don't know, have you experienced many of the music scenes in other cities or other areas apart from Auckland? Um yeah, I guess so Auckland is the main one that I've been exposed to, but then yeah. obviously Boston while I was living over there. Mm. Um, and uh, so while I was there, I went to New York quite a bit as well. Um, it's pretty much down the road, Melbourne. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, I guess by, um, by American standards, it definitely is. It's like four hours on the bus, four and a half hours on the bus. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's not so bad. That's not so bad for Australians either. Like I, I kind of get that. <laughs> like I oh, yeah, four hours isn't too bad. You're like, what? Four, four hours gets you pretty much all the way across the country in New Zealand, doesn't it? Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> four, yeah. Like in, in, in New Zealand, like if you're driving eight hours, people are like, man, that's a huge drive if you're doing. Yeah. So like it's a, it's it's yeah the, the scale of it is is definitely pretty different yeah yeah um but yeah and then melbourne as well um i have a lot of friends who've, who've mm. moved over to melbourne from here um okay anybody we so, might know yeah. any artists that are active at the moment down this area uh yeah do you know have you heard of megan sidwell she's more yeah, of a name, country name rings artist. a bell um who else do i know maria do you know maria yeah so i've met maria yeah 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 i think actually 
I'm racking the brain here, Jeff, but I think it was either my first or second ever open mic I met Maria. It's like five years ago. Oh, true. I think. Yeah, I yeah. think. Don't quote me on that, but I think I'm pretty sure it was. Anyway, I've yeah, I've I've seen what she's done last few years. Good good artist. Mm. Yeah, yeah. She's got some great stuff coming out. It's a small world, folks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not as small not as small as New Zealand though, just saying. Um I was going to yeah. say, how have you found uh, the the, uh, or the Auckland music scene, say, compared to the Boston scene or the New York or Melbourne scenes? What's what makes Auckland special for you? Yeah, I think it's it's a really there's a really great sense of community in Auckland. Um, you know, and I don't think that's unique to Auckland. You know, I think a lot of the music scenes that I've you know been around, there is that really strong sense of community and kind of togetherness. But I think in Auckland, there's maybe a bit less competitiveness. Might be that might be a, the biggest difference I can think of. Because in especially in New York, you know, like everyone is like everyone's nice to you. You know, they're all they're all nice to each other, and everyone's kind of down for a chat. But like, there's this kind of undercurrent of like we're we're kind of competing with each other. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, in Auckland, you know, and and New Zealand as well. You know, as a whole, mm. the the music industry in New Zealand is is quite small and like it's um like there's not there's not really that much money going around it even in the major labels like it's there's like untold riches is not really a thing that, that <laughs> so do you, do you find that that is probably what causes that sort of I know it sound I know that might sound counterintuitive but it kind of makes sense though do you reckon that's what's causing that sort of sense of community the fact that there's not really as much reward therefore what's the point to acting all stand upish or standoffish well yeah exactly i think that's exactly it because like you know the reward of it at the end of the day like if there isn't much in it financially the only reason you would do it is because you really love it right and i think that's kind of what ties it together ties everyone together yeah yeah that's a good observation i've never actually never actually um considered that but that's really cool and it's great to hear that you really enjoy where you are because if you don't enjoy where you are you're not really probably going to enjoy making the music as much yeah exactly and it was weird like when i got back from the states when i came back here i was like oh man like auckland (laughs) so small like what am i even going to do here but then yeah i guess when i started um I guess integrating back into the music community over here, I was like, yeah, actually, this is a good place to be and a good place to be making music. Yeah, fair enough. Now, I wanted to chat a bit about the song we're going to play in a sec, which is Neon Ocean, which you said hasn't been released as a single, which I really enjoy. I like talking about songs that maybe don't get as much of the limelight as the singles. Um, but it's also the opener of the album, and it's a really strong song, which makes sense why you'd, why you'd open with it. But I was hoping maybe you could go into a little bit of depth about what it's about and um, how you how you came about putting it together. Sure, yeah. So um, that song was about um, I, th- I'm, I made a trip to Tokyo and Hong Kong a couple of years ago. Um, it was my first time kind of traveling through Asia um, on my own. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was an amazing, amazing experience, man. Like, um, the, the cities are just completely different to, to, to New Zealand. Few more um, people. <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. It's like, you know, the, the Hong Kong has got maybe five times as many people as the whole country of New Zealand. Yeah. You know, like just jammed into one little city and, um, yeah, just, to, I guess the, the 
kind of experience of being there and just being surrounded by that kind of energy, I found it really, um, yeah, I don't know. It was just very inspiring and it was really cool. And I met a whole bunch of cool people and we did, uh, you know, just kind of hung out and talked shit for like, you know, hours and hours and hours. And it was like a really special kind of time, you know, and I'm, and it's something that I want to, wanted to, I guess, memorialize. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nice. Nice. That's really cool to hear. Um, we may as well play it. I'm keen to hear it. And before Sweet. you know it, folks, we're going to be back real soon with Jeff talking a bit more about about his um, album and, and everything else he does. So, yeah, um, don't go anywhere. This is Neon Ocean off uh, Jeff Ong's brand new album, Maybe It'll Be All Right. We'll be back soon on Bar Talk. Constellation in your light of flint sparks to trace off the stars. Oh, 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 oh. Your lips draw close together as the cherry tip of your cigarette burn. Oh, 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 oh. Forever burning out. Forever burning, never to burn
yeah, baby, yeah, that was Neon Ocean. Ah, how good was that? That was the opening track of Jeff, Jeff Ong's brand new debut album. Maybe it'll be all right. Now, what's all right is that I've got Jeff right here with me now. Well, I mean, technically not with me. I didn't drag him across the ocean. He's uh, across, the, across the other side of the, uh, the, the Tasman. Feeling good, I imagine. It's dinner time where you are. You're not eating at the moment yet, are you, Jeff? No, you're, no, you're not yet. coming soon. I'm going to try and keep those noises off the phone. <laughs> oh, how are you going, Jeff? <laughs> yeah, not bad, not bad. <laughs> What's for dinner? Okay, random question. Here's a game. 20 questions with Daniel. Uh, what do you got for dinner tonight, Jeff? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> I don't know yet. Going around to a friend's place. Oh. What's that? Oh, okay. No, sorry. Keep going. I was... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just... No, keep going, keep going. All right. Yeah, no, I'm just going around to a friend's place for a, for a birthday Ooh. thing tonight. So, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. We'll probably just order something and see what so, we feel like. Fair enough. You'll have to turn yourselves into one it's big... Very- uh, I don't know if you have the Uber Eats ads over there. It's like... It'll be like... Uh, there's the one that they did recently with um, oh, uh, Mark Hamill and the British actor. The, uh, the one that was in Star Trek. Uh, what's his face? You know what I'm talking about, Yeah. That actor. Uh, He's like, what the no, fuck I'm not are you sure. talking about? <laughs> no, no, I don't think I haven't. We haven't got those ads uh, over here. But they're, they're always like, tonight, no. I'll be eating a lamb rissole. You know, then they yeah. Oh, right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll just do the, do the thing, the office thing where you look off in the distance at a pretend camera and go, tonight, I'll be eating pizza. You know, yeah. Right. So, sorry, guys. The joke. <clears throat> cut the joke, Daniel. The joke didn't work. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, well, I hope whatever so you eat a, a, tastes as good yeah. uh, as as your. Uh, it's as good as your friend's party, and wish them all the best of birthdays as well for me. Ah, oh, thanks, man. I'll I'll pass it on. <laughs> Sounds good. Now, Sweet. Jeff, um, let's chat a bit more about the album because I am keen to hear a bit more about the making of it. Now, you mentioned before in passing that you originally were mainly. You, you really wanted to focus on R&B and then at some point you switched to doing pop, which is, you know, obviously, and then the album sort of a good representation of the the genres, obviously, you're interested in because it does. I did. I was noticing this too when I was listening. You have, it has a good mix between sort of old and new elements. And I remember when we first featured Into, Into You oh, ages ago when it first came out. I, I made that remark, I think, even on the episode that there's the, or my co-host did at the time. They said, "Oh yeah, there's the modernish vocals, very modern style vocals, but the the track is very got a very '80s influence. So there's a lot of that ma- mirror, um, mirroring. I think that's the wrong word. Marriaging. There we go. Got my words right yeah. once. There's the marriaging of those two styles. So what I wanted to know was when. You- where was that transition you took to sort of go into that pop direction and what sort of triggered it in the first place? Yeah, so I actually um, kind of took a break after um, after I finished music school. So kind of towards the end of music school, I'd started, I guess my listening tastes had started shifting away from kind of classic R&B and soul and then kind of more towards modern pop. Um and I kind of realized, I was like, hey, maybe there's a bit more to this pop thing than than I thought, right? Because, like, what, what I kind of started to realize was that there's a lot of, um, like, scope for just kind of playing around sonically within the world of pop. It's not, it's definitely not as restrictive as it used to be. You know, like, when you think about what pop sounded like 10 years ago, 
it was all like club beats, you know, it was really EDM heavy. If you weren't running at like 120 BPM and just like, and then writing songs about like partying, right. That was, that was basically all you could do in the pop. Really genre, was, but, wasn't it? I, now that you mentioned you know, yeah. it, it was like, if, if you're not getting, if you're not getting on it, why even bother? Yeah, that's right. Whereas I feel like, you know, nowadays pop has become a lot more, um, you know, you can write about pretty much anything. You can, you can use all sorts of weird sounds and you can be as experimental as you want. Um, and that's kind of, I guess, what started pulling me in that direction. Um, and then when I came back to writing my own music again after taking that break, um, I was kind of like, man, where do I want to go? And I was like, well, I guess I've been listening to a lot of pop, so why not try and write some pop songs? Um, I was going to say, yeah, you, it, you mentioned yeah. that, um, you know, oh, yeah, it was like it used to be only about partying and then it's changed. Well, I suppose we actually do have to thank, among other a few other artists, of course, but we do actually have to thank a New Zealand artist, of course, for that because it was – Lord was one of those pioneers of, right, right I'm going to do my own thing, but it's still pop. Because uh, yeah, I think this is not an observation that I've just made. Like, this is quite an accepted view of how things are done. When Royals came out, it really sort of shifted the balance of what the sound – was going to be for the next decade yeah yeah exactly i totally agree but yeah so now that you yeah now that you then decided on what you wanted to do did you then go did you then start writing the songs or had you already started to put together some of the tracks and started to repurpose them um no so that that was yeah just completely started fresh um because yeah because i'd kind of taken that break from music after um and it was a really long break, actually. It was like two years I wasn't doing my own music at all. Um, what were you doing in so the meantime? In break, um, so I'd been kind of producing for other artists, mm. writing for other artists, um, playing in bands like that were led by other artists. So I guess I was still, I guess, involved in music, but just not um, doing my own stuff. Is that what um, you thought at the time your career was going to take you? You thought, oh, I'm going to be a bit more of a backseat kind of guy, sort of tugging at the, you know, make a malevolent sort of, um, you know, metaphor here, the one pulling the strings on the puppet, so to speak. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe, that, maybe it's know. very, yes, maybe yes that's no, very right? dim like, view of it. But <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. <laughs> I'm trying to be cynical here, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think I just felt a bit burnt out on on my own music. Um, and then because I'm self-produced, like a few people who I knew around the kind of music community were like, oh, hey, if you're not doing your own stuff anymore, like I'm trying to do an album or I'd want to do an EP, would you be down to produce it? And I was like, yeah, sure. And I think, you know, the, the job, the role of a producer um, is quite an interesting one because I don't think it's actually um, kind of a string pulling thing, you know. Um, I know that that was just like a, a metaphor that you're making, but like... <laughs> yeah. uh, Half my it's, metaphors it's, don't make sense, Jeff. It's all good. It's, <laughs> <laughs> my listeners know me very well. They know that I'm bullshitting yeah. my way through this. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good, man. We all are. But, um, oh, he's a philosopher too, right. folks. <laughs> I, <laughs> but, yeah, because I think, I think the role of a producer really is to kind of help um, the artist to realize their vision, right? So, like, the best kind of artists to work with as a producer are artists who are, like, they've got a really clear idea of where they want their music to go and they need somebody to help them take it there. And, like, yeah, that's yeah. one of my favorite things to be able to do, you know, like, help. Somebody's got, like, oh, I've got the sound in my head, but I don't know how to make it. 
and then like as a producer like you're the one with the skills to do that mm. um mm. and it's a pretty magic thing to be able to do you know has um and did you find then that having that break was lethargic in terms of restarting your interest in writing your own music again um yeah it definitely i don't know because i i thought my break was only going to be a, a couple of months but it ended up being like two years <laughs> you know it was a huge procrastination break. <laughs> it ends up being yeah it ends yeah. up fucking around for a lot longer than you thought you would <laughs> yeah yeah and you're like come like, back oh 2020 is gonna be my year and then the pandemic hits <laughs> yeah yeah um but then yeah coming back to it was really really sudden you know i was like okay i'm just gonna take a break and then i'll come back to it when it feels right um and then so a friend of mine was recording his album uh in in a really nice studio in auckland uh called roundhead studios um so i went in and i was like i guess just taking some photos and taking some videos um doing kind of like i guess behind the scenes stuff for the for the making of his album and then i think just being around that kind of energy was like really inspiring and i was like oh man i i need to start writing my own music again i need to start doing this again um and yeah that's what kind of kicked this whole thing off and then yeah i just just did it just do it yeah that's a shia labeouf quote isn't it (laughs) So was it a bit of you, oh, had to, man, you had to get the bit of the inspirational quotes going to get you to get your pump get you get the excitement going again for writing your own stuff. Yeah, yeah. Shia, Shia LaBeouf's <laughs> the only inspirational quotes that I will <laughs> that I accept. Have you got a Shia LaBeouf poster on your wall? Yeah, yeah. It's him just going, just do it. Just He's do in it. that pose. Yes. Yeah. In fact, my my wallpaper is just you know <laughs> multiple poses of Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I use for foam padding to keep the noise out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whenever I'm not feeling motivated, I just think of Shia and then I'm already in the mood to do whatever I need to do. I love it. Yeah, I yeah. love it. <laughs> so, yeah, then you sort of started putting it together. And were you sort of doing all the instrumentation yourself when you started recording? Mm, yeah, yeah. So, uh, a lot of it is in the computer, you know, like a lot of the synthesizers and stuff. The electronic drums are all in the computer. Um, so, what would you start but, out with, like a beat or something, or a sample, or like a synth sound? Like, where where would you usually build it up from? Uh, it tends to it tends to change every time, eh? Um, so sometimes I'll get like a lyric that will pop into my head, and then I'll kind of write that down, and then I'll take it take it home and be like, okay, what do I think? Kind of what sounds like uh, you know what kind of sound ideas is this lyric kind of evoking right what do i think would go well with this lyric or sometimes i'll have an idea for a beat and just kind of put that together um sometimes it'll be a melody idea like it's all yeah it's always different and it is, makes it is it something you have interesting to, is it something you have to focus on trying to do something different each time because you consciously want to or is it a case of you really don't need to because you just you take whatever inspiration you can get uh, yeah, definitely the latter, I think, because inspiration is, is such a rare kind of thing, right? Like, you can't force inspiration. Mm, so, mm. when you get it, like, you have to grab it and be like, okay, I've got to, I have to do something with this. This is like, you know, it's like finding a unicorn, you know, you have to, yeah, yeah, make the most out of, out of it while you, while it's with you. <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't come, doesn't come every day. 
Yeah, that's right. Did, did you? Are you one of those um, songwriters though that tends to have to flesh out an idea before you, or flesh out an inspiration? Let's say before you have an idea of what the song's going to be about, or are you a bit of the other way around? You sort of are pretty set on the theme from the get go. Um, usually, yeah. Usually, I've kind of got a pretty strong idea of what I want the song to be about before I start writing it. Um, but then obviously that can change, I guess, over the course of writing the song itself. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Cause I think it's, it's really important to me that my songs all kind of have something to say, you know, or, or yeah. like are meaningful in some way. So like, I think that's kind of the biggest challenge for me is like figuring out what do I want to write this song about. Mm, mm. And are a lot of the the themes on there throughout the album got a lot of autobiographical, you know, elements to it? Are a lot of them inspired by own, your own events that have happened to you, or is it a case of your you're sort of imagining certain characters in some po- in some points, or getting inspiration from other people's stories? Where does where, roughly how much was it of of which category? I guess. Um, yeah. So it, my songs are all very. Um like very autobiographical. Mm. Um, yeah. Cause there are a few songwriters I know who can tell other people's stories, like in yeah. a really amazing and beautiful way. Um, but I really struggle with that. You know, I think I've tried it a few times. I'm like, I'm going to, I want to try and write a song about, you know, some other, you know, something other than myself for once, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, um, it, yeah, come on, Jeff, you it, selfish it, bastard. <laughs> I know. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just such a, got such a huge ego on me. I can't. <laughs> Mr. Balloon head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It always just kind of comes out feeling a bit inauthentic yeah. when I, when I try it that way. Mm. Um, yeah. So I think because I want the music to be authentic, mm. um, it, it does, just kind of tend to be written about my own experience. Yeah, yeah. Does it tend to? Do you tend to find then that as for for you to appropriately describe and reflect on things that have happened? Do you need some time to process what has happened, or can you pretty much take the emotions you're feeling at the time and put it straight down as it's happening? Um. Well, I guess the it's a very like the deep question. Process- no, we're getting real. We're getting real deep into this. This now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, this is great, man. These these are the kinds of questions that are like, I th- I think they're good to talk about, right? They're good to talk yeah. through, and yeah. Um, but I yeah, I think for me, the writing process itself is kind of a big help for me when it comes to trying to work through like my feelings. You know, um, like if I'm trying to, if I'm like feeling a certain way or like acting a certain way, I'm like, man, what like what is going on? Why am I why am I like this? Um, writing a song can kind of uh, help me work my way through that, you know, because I think you'll, you'll hear a lot of artists say that, um, you know, writing songs is like a form of therapy for them, you know, and it's a very cliche thing to say, but like. But is that because it, it applies to you as well and you think it's sort of a, like a universal truth for every songwriter or maybe most songwriters? Yeah, I, I think for a lot of songwriters, it is it is very therapeutic and it's not just in the sense of like just saying it, you know, because obviously talking through your feelings is like a really, is is really helpful. But for me as well, like writing a song, I find it's very, um, it it makes me do a lot of kind of self-examination. Like, cause if you want, if you're trying to like explain how you feel to somebody, you have to, you know, you have to kind of like think about it. 
And if you want to explain how you feel to somebody in the format of like a three minute pop song, like you really have to think about it, right? So We're you spend songwriters. A lot of time kind of- We're men. We don't talk about our feelings. We fucking lay them in, in metaphor and slap a catchy hook on it. <laughs> Call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Work done, fellas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but do you, I was going to say, do you find that, that it does, like that sort of idea of it being a form of therapy works for you as well? Mm, yeah, it definitely does. Mm, yeah, nice. And when you, like with a lot of these songs, did you end up, the, the final product, did it end up being a pretty close understanding of what you originally thought? the song would sound like, or was it a case of there was a lot of experimentation as you went along and the final product, you know, was quite different to what you originally intended? Mm, it's, that's a, that's a good question. It's, it's different. Again, it's different every time, right? So some, <laughs> some songs like, um, like into, into you, like you were saying that one, uh, that one happened really fast. Actually. I did like that whole song was done in like a few days, you know, um, that's pro- that's productivity, and uh, that was yeah, that was really, but that's unusual for me. And like it's, and then uh, there's a lot a lot of other songs like um, the last track on the album took me, I don't know, like just months of like writing it and rewriting it and rewriting it and rewriting it. So like it took a that one took a long time to mm. until it felt right. Um, and you know, a lot of the time when I start writing these songs, I don't necessarily have a specific end goal in mind. It's more like I'll just write this thing, try and make the best decisions I can as I go along, and then like uh, when it's done, like it'll be done when I know, you know, like you'll you know when it's done. You just get to the end of it, and you're like, yeah, it's done. I'm happy with it. Yeah, yeah. Do you think there's ever like does something click automatically in your head when you know it's done, or do you find that? You're not going to know for a while. Oh, uh, usually, yeah. Something just kind of clicks. Like you, mm. you just know. Yeah, you're like, okay, yeah, I think this is it. And then I'll give it a couple of days, listen to it again the next day, like sleep on it. Mm. And then if it's still, if I still get that that good feeling the next day, then you're like, okay, yeah, it's done. You know, because sometimes, man, sometimes you're like, yeah, this is like fucking sick. And then you go to bed and you listen to it the next day and you're like, oh, like, what was I thinking? Like, it's so bad. Right? <laughs> sleep is so important, folks. Like, get get a good night's yeah. sleep. He says as he only had four or five hours sleep last night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, sleep is so important, though. Like, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's, mm. a, it's good. Yeah, well, and it, I guess it helps, like, kind of reset your perspective on it, right? Mm. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, we're going to go and actually play another one of the tracks soon uh, in a sec. But before we do, um, I just wanted to mention, of course, where we, where we can find your music and obviously your socials and that sort of thing and keep in touch with what you're doing uh, in the months and, and years ahead, I suppose. Yeah. Um yeah, so I guess the easiest way to do it is just to search for my name. Uh, so it's just Jeff Ong, G E O F F O N G. Just go on Google. Um, and I'm Google, on Google Instagram him, at Jeff Ong. There's jeffong.com, uh, Jeff Ong Music on Facebook. Um, yeah, those are probably the, the most, the easiest places to find me. There's like, I don't know, I made a TikTok, but like I don't use it. I, <laughs> I just don't understand how that whole world works yet. <laughs> We've we recently got an AMR TikTok, but again, we haven't used it yet because AI haven't downloaded the app. I mean, our station manager has, but he's, again, I think he's the same. Like, it's like, how, how do you do this? Like, what, what's the deal? 
Like, yeah, exactly. You yeah. kind of need to understand the like the landscape of the platform before you just start chucking content out, right? Yeah, well, you can do what I do and wing it <laughs> so you can see what works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, thank you so much, Jeff. Uh, good, good fun chatting and going into depth too about about the songwriting. That's always good fun. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, we'll let you go because I've it's about seven p.m. where he is now, and I, I know you're itching to have some birthday cake. I can just tell. Um, <laughs> uh, do you know what? Actually, do you know what flavor the cake is going to be? I think it's a it's a good old fashioned chocolate cake. Oh, cannot go wrong with a chocolate cake, folks. And I mean that absolutely yep. sincerely too. Yeah, no, I love chocolate cake. Who doesn't? If you don't, you're, you're a bit of a weirdo. I don't want to be friends. Psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like those people that put mayo on on things that shouldn't have mayo. It's like, what, what are you doing? Well, that's lamb. What, what are you? It's like, no, don't don't put fucking mayo on shit that doesn't belong with mayo. Yeah, chicken I hope rolls. You've cut them Absolutely. out of your life indefinitely. <laughs> oh yes, of course. Yes, my sister, <laughs> my sister, we'd have this is this is going off topic. We would have a roast lamb, and my sister would put tomato sauce on it. Like what the hell, mate? I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind tomato sauce on roast lamb. Actually, sorry. Oh man, am I going to have to? Are you going to delete this whole interview? That's now? all the time we have, folks. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I suppose it's not as weird. I suppose I'll, I'll let I'll let this one pass. I'm still talking to my sister, so I guess I'll <laughs> saw her for the first time on the weekend last weekend. So I'm still in touch. So it's okay. You you're oh, still yeah, okay, my books. The album was good enough to. To win me over, Jeff. <laughs> um, I'll ignore your. I'll ignore your culinary habits. Uh, yeah, we can. We can. Yeah, that's can't can't win them all, folks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jeff, you, you're legend. Thanks so much. Let's talk about the next track we wanted to play because this one was your choice. Because uh, this one is the title track. We're going to play. Maybe I'll. Maybe it'll be all right. So please give us a little bit of a, a little bit of a rundown on why um, you wanted us to to feature this song. Yeah, so this song is, yeah, I guess one. It's like probably the the heaviest on the album in terms of like emotional content, right? Like in terms of like you know talking about songwriting as therapy, this song is is really really I guess within that vein. Um, yeah, because this song I wrote, it's about my my experiences living with um, living with clinical depression, and it's like it's a motherfucker, man. Like it's a hard, it's a really really difficult kind of illness to live with um and yeah like i kind of um one of the i guess mantras or you know maybe it's an inspirational quote that like kind of helps so you me are get an inspirational through. quote guy you're a, yeah maybe you're maybe a, i am you're a damn liar jeff i'm not 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 impressed <laughs> <laughs> tomato sauce now this <laughs> yeah yeah um but yeah so like one of the these the the things that kind of helps me get through like when i'm kind of at a really low point is being able to say maybe it'll be all right because a lot of the time like in your head you're like man it's everything's everything's ruined like it's nothing is going to turn out the way that you want it to you know everything is a failure like everything sucks there's no point doing anything but then if you can go like well hold on like you don't know that for sure right maybe it's going to be all right like that because because anything else seems too unrealistic you know if you're like no it's fine everything's gonna be great everything's sunshine and rainbows you you know that you're lying to yourself if you say those sorts of things right but you can still if you can still kind of muster up the emotional strength i guess to say you know but maybe it's going to be all right 
and you're like, oh yeah, maybe it is. Maybe, maybe it is going to be all right. Yeah. And um, I think that's a really powerful thing to be able to, to say, right? So yeah, that's what, that's what the song is about. That's awesome. And yeah, it's really important because uh, the first step is talking about it and it's great that you do talk about it and you do include it as a theme on the album. So that's really cool. Um, Thanks, man. If you ever want to chat to someone in Australia, 13, 11, 14 for Lifeline Australia. And I see it's, 0800 Lifeline in New Zealand. I just looked that up. Is that is that right, Jeff? Yeah, so, that's the one. Lifeline's yes. great. Yeah, awesome. Make sure you do chat to someone if you if you do need if you do need to need some help. Um, Jeff, thanks again. Um, yeah, yeah, great. Let's, thank let's, you so much for having me on, man. Let's let's finish off on it. Um, do you want to introduce the song to us and tell everyone if they're forgotten after the last five seconds who you are? Yeah, sure thing. Hey, this is <laughs> Sorry, Jeff Long. That, that, <laughs> Sorry, that probably sounded way heavier than it should have. Take it away, Jeff. No, no, that's all good. Yeah, hey, this is Jeff Ong, uh, and you're listening to Maybe It'll Be All Right on Bar Talk right here on AMR. Mm, yes, got it in one, folks. Thank you. Sweet. Six months since I slept well I should have guessed I'd be letting myself down again Waiting on my damn self But I don't know where I'd want to go Even if I wasn't stuck in my head Circling Go round, round, and round again Round, round, and round again Compiling lies I used to say I'm fine, fine, fine again Fine, fine, fine again
This is Loz and Joy. You're listening to Ayama. <laughs> Hang on, wait. You're listening to the Bar Talk. That was um, Maybe It'll Be Alright by Jeff Ong, uh, followed by Everybody Knows by Indigo. Everybody's already got to know that those were two great tracks, weren't they? They were pretty awesome. Should, should, um, we're going to be going to be good to go at this time, and we're going to actually talk about them first, and yes. then talk our shitting, and then t- talk, our, talk our shitting, or shit our talking, yes. or shit talking afterwards. How does that sound, Mick? Sounds good. As you, as you so cl- graciously said just before, Mick, mm. the song you did come off was uh, Everybody Knows, which is the, the brand new single from Indigo. Yes. Nice. Uh, now, these guys. These guys are. I don't, know if it, it does, I don't know if it says where they are. 
Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, it says the single launch is on January 15th at Fremantle. Yes. So I'm guessing it's somewhere in that area. Somewhere in, yeah. Yes. The, the, somewhere in the-, the, the mystical town of Western Australia. Yes. yes. Yeah, that mystical village. Exactly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. They mean, they, they half of them live in holes, don't they? Literally. Yeah. Like, isn't it one big mine, one big mining site over there? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like red, red dust. <laughs> well, actually, there is a place up at Cooper, Cooper PD, I think it is. And that's, I think, over the border. I think it's South Australia. I'm not too yeah. sure. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yep. And you can actually stay in the mines underground. Like, actually stay underground. Yeah, they live in the hill. They yeah. live like they live underground. Like, like Molman. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that. Which you can laugh about, except for during a zombie apocalypse, that's the way to live. I was more like when it's 55 degrees. Oh, yes. Yep. Actually, that's a good point because it is absolutely ridiculous up there as well, I've heard. I'm, I'm not good in the heat. No. No. How do you go? Are you like a- Yeah. As, I said, as long as there's a breeze. At the moment, it's not that warm, but I'm sweating mm. bullets because there's no breeze. Yeah. So, uh, you know what? Fuck you, Gareth, for taking the fan. Um, actually, yeah. I wouldn't- I would, I would have turned off the fan if we were had it here because I was like, can't have that Can't have that low growl while we're recording, Mick. That would be terrible. <laughs> well, it's actually funny you say that. I actually did a gig once and that comedy gig and mm. you always record- your stuff. So, you listen back to it, see what works, what doesn't. And now, I just decided to go improv on this one. And oh, yes. I absolutely destroyed it. I'm talking, I basically had the whole crowd in stitches and I was just riffing, boom, 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 boom. And I'm just like, hell yeah, I'm going to listen to this on the way home and because re- I recorded it. <laughs> but what I didn't realize is I'd left it near one of those oscillating fans. <gasps> so, halfway through, like the drive home, it's like, hey, man, how's everyone? Shh. And then I went, shh, <laughs> monkey fucking, shh, <laughs> Scientology, shh. So, yeah, greatest gig, and I don't remember anything I said. So, you couldn't even write it, you couldn't even, like, use it again for material? No, I black out. When I gig, I black out. Okay. Seriously. Uh, I, oh, okay. Yeah, it's like I so get- that's why you record it. That's why I record it. Yeah, see, it's like getting drunk, but you want to know what happened. Whereas yeah. Whereas if you black out drunk, you're like, oh, Okay, I'm, 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 I'm sure I was, I was relatively like sane until the Facebook like pictures arrive. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh god, thanks, Zuck. Yeah. Why can't you ban them all for like fucking up my, 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 my thing, dude? Come oh, on. You can't do a topless shop. You can have me passed out with my butt crack hanging out. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Mark. <laughs> god, jeez, oh, what did they feed you that night? And- oh, just you know the usual biscuits. From the disco. Yeah. A crunchy <laughs> nut here. Crunchy nut here. Rice uh, bubble there. Rice bubble there, yeah. Real <laughs> snack, snack, crapple and pop on the floor, yeah? Am yeah, I right, folks? It. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we digress yet again. Um, yeah, in, everybody knows Indigo. Uh, good stuff, guys. I really liked a uh, bit of bit of cheeky cheeky synth riff yeah. going on. Had a very 80s feel to it, I felt. It does, does say It does say that in the- How good is this? We're, we're predicting what's said in the, the PR oh, stuff. Crap. Oh, it does too. Yes. <laughs> 80s sounding synths. Oh, All right, cool. Very nice. Uh-huh. Yes, very good. Well, you see, it's because we're just so like musically inclined. We just know that this is indie rock at its finest. Every member of the band skillfully personnel. And I'm just joking. I'm actually reading from the <laughs> PR now. <laughs> yeah. This is at the Mint Factory. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But no, that, that's a really good track. Very had a very kind of hypnotic feel to it. Yeah, yeah. It was just, yeah. it wasn't. It was in that nice middle ground, you know, mm. where it isn't just, it isn't too quiet. And I mean, I love quieter songs. We'll get to one of those quieter songs later. Mm. I like songs that are, that are balls to your wall in your face sometimes. Mm. So, we'll get to that real soon, actually. So, yes. hold that thought. But this was just a nice sort of getting you where you need to. Real summer song, actually. Oh, yeah, it is. It's, it's like- seriously chilling out on your deck. No pants. Yeah. Wind. Arvo bevies. Arvo bevies, yes. Then when you finish- 
You don't have to worry about taking off your pants. You just stick the bowl there to take the piss in. Yep, exactly. Or you just do what I do. I wear depends. Wear depends. Depends. Males, oh, depends. Yeah, right. yeah. My, male size nappies. I'm wearing one right now. You, you oh, yeah. know, I've been in the toilet three times they, since we sat very, down. So, are they as absorbent as the advertisement says? Well, you are. tell me. Can you smell anything? Oh, is that what that sour, <laughs> soury uh, asparagus? Uh, hey, that's is. obsession yeah. for men. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Very nice. I see you do like to you eat your greens. I, I yes, like that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. And everybody knows is out now. And uh, they're going to, as I said before, they're doing their single launch at Mojo's Bar in Fremantle. Yes. Uh, with a few awesome support acts. So if you are around on Friday, January the 15th, go and check them out. Yes. Do it for us. Yes. Yes. Take All my right. ticket with me. I don't think they have opened the border, actually. Yes. Yes. So we can. We can. Where's our tickets, guys? Come on, Indigo. Yeah. Fly me to fly me to the moon and then to Perth. Yes. Then underground. To Kubernetes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right. Now I should mention too. This is where I like to mention the other shows on AMR. Mm. But we've got a live court specimen from one of those other shows. You do. Do you want to tell me what's been happening on Heavy Reborn? Oh, yes. Well, basically, we've been uh, playing some top tracks from some top artists. We've mm. had a few in-studio interviews. Yes. We've had a few you have, you know, We haven't had a single- in, I haven't had a single in-studio interview since this podcast reloaded. Mm. And I've been asking them all, oh, we can do oh, you know, real-life person interviews now if you're in Melbourne. And I get no response afterwards. So, like, nobody wants to do this. But you guys just- Mate, it's, it, it's the metal. You know what I mean? It's basically where we're a brotherhood and sisterhood. It's a life. Yeah. No, no, it's basically, it's been really great. I've met some really awesome bands on there, AMR. And, and the, just the chemistry between you, uh, Carly, and of course, Jay is just mm. great. Yeah. You guys fill this nice niche between, you know, how you guys, yeah. is and how you guys work with each other and well, what kind of questions you ask. So, it ends up being a lot of fun time. Well, Carly's an awesome musician and Jay actually does a lot of sound and stuff like that. And me, I just come here because usually Jay brings free cookies. So, I'm just like, hell yeah. The, just brownies or hash brownies? No, no, no hash brownies. These no hash are actually brownies? like proper okay. white chalk macadamia oh, cookies. Wait, are they? did he make them himself? No, he brought the store bought. Oh, and okay. that was, that's the thing that's kind of pissed me off about being a guest on the show. Where the hell are my cookies? <laughs> you should have told me. I'll remember that for next time. All right. Are they the Woolies brand macadamia, white chalk macadamia ones? Because they are. I have been eating them and I, I'm going to vouch for them. They are absolutely delicious. Like, uh, Woolies, you better fucking give us money because yes. I'm fucking telling you how good these biscuits are. Yes. You see, because I went to Woolworths when I was a young kid and it used to be called Safeways. <laughs> see that? That's plug, that's plug money. Now I got to yeah, give us some well, of that. It was royalties. a very safe way because they'd have like shit sticking out in the aisle and yeah. like the knives section, <laughs> like it'd be like, you know, sticking out. And then they'd have trolleys randomly halfway down the aisle. It's a tripping hazard. They were yeah. definitely not safe ways, just saying. No. But as opposed to the safest way to shop, and that's Cole's New World. <laughs> See that? That's double oh, yes. promotion. Oh, yes. yes. There we go. So, give us yeah, some money. cancel each other out, you know. Gee, I am mighty thirsty. Why don't we go to BWS, which is that? <laughs> or Woolworths. See, now got us free booze, free shopping. What else do we need? And for all my porn needs, I go to Club X. Nice. Boom. There we go. We've got a three, uh, four uh, place yeah, way. I'm, yep. I'm going to wait for that check to roll in, folks. Yep. Yeah, I'll have to quit my job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, Heavy Reborn is out. I think when when are you? Like you're pretty much coming out Thursdays now. I Thursdays, yep. Yeah, uh, interviewing some of the best heavy heavy musicians coming around the country. Yep. And of course, I should mention as well. I think Mint Factory is going to be starting up soon. Uh, oh, yeah. Hopefully, when when Loz is feeling a little bit better. So Loz, 
Okay, have have a fucking ginger tea and get your shit together. I want to see another episode. Yes. Oh, why don't you try a lem sip, which is basically the hug in a mug. See? Boom. There we I go. fucking- and, and I'm going to balance this out here. I fucking hate lem sips because it's that- Ugh. It's like that weird sort of bittery taste. Yes. That's why I take cold drill to soldier on. <laughs> All right, I'm going to stop trying to uh, the promo things. But I do actually hate Lemsip, but I swear to God, man, I have a cup of that bad boy and I'm ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, the paracetamol kicks in. If ever I'm suffering from man Why don't you just have a paracetamol then? If you don't like the taste, have a paracetamol. If you swallow it whole, it doesn't taste like anything. Yeah, I know. But for some reason, like I could chew down on Panadol, all that stuff like they were Skittles. But if I've got like a bit of a cold, have a lem sip. It's the only thing that gets me through. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, basically, not that I've had a cold um, any time this year. No, no, Just no, so no, you know. no. Uh, no. <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> before I die, folks, let's talk about- <laughs> Actually, before we do talk about the next tracks, I want to quickly mention, of course, as well, the top 50 countdown coming up this New Year's Eve. I'm so excited. I mentioned it last week. I'm going to mention it again until New Year's Eve comes around. If you're listening to this episode after New Year's Eve, stuff you, you missed out on the best thing all year, and you'll have to put next New Year's Eve in your diary so you don't miss it again. Yes. But if it's before New Year's Eve and you're listening, you're in for a treat. Tune in. I think we're going to be on probably from midday Mm. or something stupid like that, and it's going to be so much fun. Mick, you're going to be there for a bit, hopefully. I'm going to try and do my little hourly appearance and that, hanging out with my- uh my friends, and we're gonna we're gonna have um. If you're around in the area too, get get down to FTG and say good day. Have a few beers. Have an AM barbecue with us. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not in the area, tune in. Obviously, as you always do to AMR uh, Caster. I nearly got that up. I mucked that up actually. AMRAustralia.caster.fm. Ah, there you go. I mucked it up. Uh, but yeah, we'll be live from about midday till whatever god hour of the morning. Uh, doing interviews. Call-ins, prank calls, probably. <laughs> nice. Um, probably reckon shit and definitely counting down our top 50 tracks from both Heavy Reborn, Bar Talk and the Mint Factory and everyone else that's um, been involved. It's going to be a great day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If I see you there, you know, please feel free to come up and say hi. I probably won't respond because, you know, I'm kind of the, kind of the big wig at uh, Reborn. Don't tell Carly or Jay I said that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 do you get the powdered wig out for Reborn? I want to see you get a good old 17th century powdered wig. Padded wig. Yeah. You know, like the big judges' wigs, like, but they're like oh, padded white. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like King Louis the Sixteenth style. Come on. Yeah. No. More like Rafferty's Rules, which you probably don't even know because you're a child compared to me. That was like this show in the 80s and it had John Wood from Blue Healers who okay. played this guy called Rafferty who was a judge. Oh, shut up now. God, I'm so old. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I hurt all over? <laughs> yes. Oh, me aching bones. Army depends upon. I need a bum change. <laughs> Marge, time to check for polyps. <laughs> <laughs> no, you warm up the thermometer, baby. <laughs> up, sheep, up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Yes. Uh, yes. It's been a lot of fun, man. It's been great to finally actually, because just so you know, this is the first time I've actually met Daniel. It and is that, actually. Yes. And yet you're still, you, you still sound, you look even shitter than you'd sound. So, you know. What, what can me? I say? Yes. What, well, I, who else am I talking I to? I look like shit. Is that what you're saying? Uh, uh, no, no, you're a good looking man, young, fine, powdered wig man. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Top of the pops, you know, slap your knee and doesn't hurt kind of man. Yes. And- don't cry after sex either. Did you mention that? Did you, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Do you yeah, just yeah. smoke after sex? Yes, sure. Why not? <laughs> what sex again? 
Well, well, when a mommy birdie and a daddy snake love each other very much, they don't know what the fuck to do. Well, hang on. I think I've seen this, but what happens when the lady takes a dump on the man and yells, Shazer, Shazer, Shazer? I watched some very... It's been lonely. Jeez, been what have you been watching in lockdown? Ah, yes. Um, never mind. We should probably... Before you, before you have a little fantasy and before I... Watch that stain and your pants get a bit bigger. And uh, just so I'll to- be asked back again. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about what we're going to play next. Yes. As this is right up, right up what you guys would normally play. Oh, yes. The first track. Again, I didn't bring up the PRs. That's all right. They're actually, um, there's two of them. We're going to play a double, double hitter, aren't we? And I heard these tracks today. I'm like, these are actually pretty cool. I think one of them actually even made a, um, an appearance on Heavy Reborn. That's Car Park Social. And they're actually- That's up That's up next, actually. That's Car up Park next. Social, yeah. yeah. This Sweet. is courtesy of Good Time Marmalade, one of the newer PRs that's been sending stuff in. So, good stuff, guys. Nice. Um, this is their brand new single, Blind. And I mean, if you want to hear all about the PR stuff, go on the episode of Heavy Reborn. I don't think it was this last week. It was the last week or week before. Yeah, I actually wasn't in that week. So, obviously, <laughs> it is an inferior episode, but still give it a shot. For the no, I'm joking. Still a great episode. Yet another WA artist from Esperance. Yes. Yeah. Did you notice uh, in the one of the previous songs too, uh, the uh, Mavis song, Marksman Lloyd does mention Esperance in the song. Hmm. So Did you know that's the one less than uh, three times Esperance has been mentioned on a song on this show or uh, with the PRs in this show? One less than three is two. It's been mentioned twice. Three sides of a triangle. Wow, 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 wow. Sorry, that was my attempt at the uh, YouTube, uh, YouTube logic. Yeah. Um, what's a fucking uh, Mountain Dew... Illuminati bullshit. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, that was they just, just go, just go. <laughs> Ignore that. Cut aliens, that aliens, man. Oh, who it's made aliens? Who made the car park social song? Aliens. aliens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but these guys have been really awesome. Uh, they definitely gave the uh, the the, ep- the episode, the, the heavy reborn episode, a couple of shares. So good stuff, yes. guys. I think yes. they did. No, so I expect I expect a couple of shares from us now. Yeah. Or else we're coming <laughs> to Western Australia, and we'll find you underground. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> if you're not on the ground when we get there, you'll be on the ground when we finish. Ooh. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, no, nice. Nice. <laughs> we'll probably get our asses kicked, you know that. But probably hey, they're uh, a four-piece, so yeah, it's two They're on the one. other side of Australia, so we can act all tough. And just so you know, man, you know, <laughs> I may cry and scream, but when you turn your back in disgust, bam, here so, come the pain. Flights are really expensive at the moment over there, and it takes like five days to drive, so we'll be well aware of yep. coming over to, you know, <laughs> enact their revenge. Yes. But no, Car Park Social, come to Melbourne and I'll be in the front row and I'll throw my underwear at you. No, I won't do that. Poor things. You Don't, don't, don't blame uh, Melbourne for my mistakes. Uh, but we got that. Actually, after that song, though, we've got another uh, really cool cool track. Yes. Once I bring it up too. Ah, there we go. So, um, thanks to Unified, another Unified, Unified artist getting stuff sent in this week. Yes. It is uh, Frank Yero and the Future Violence. Lovely. With their new single- Sewer Wolf. Sewer Wolf. Yeah, you know, this I actually had the, um, the perfect segue into that one. Oh, come though. on. Here we go. Okay. It's better late than never. Better late than never. Well, we're talking about going to Western Australia nice. for um, future violence, much like Frank Eero and the future <laughs> violence. <laughs> Boom. Done. I, was gonna, I thought you were going to go along lines of, uh, yes, coming from a place that is just as stinky, 
The sewers. <laughs> the sewers. Ah, that's so, cool. Uh, no, is that, is that okay? Does that make it? Does that make the cut? Uh, he's like, okay. Uh, okay. It'll do. Yeah, it'll do. I'll Actually, allow it on my show. It's my show now, just so you know. <laughs> it's called Mick Talk. No, I'm joking. Um, yeah, Mick Talk. Where did Bar Talk come from, though? The, the name Bar Talk. I've said this a couple of times. Bar Talk is a bit of a pun that me and former co-host Jimmy Madden made up, mm. where bar is, of course, like a bar chord on a guitar mm. and, uh, you know, pun with, you know, like- Shitty pub talk that we say on the show. So, like, you mm-hmm. know, bar, bar, you know, get it. Uh, 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 oh, I get yeah. it. Yeah. So, that's why the logo is like a beer glass with a music sign in it. Oh, I was totally way off on my guesses because we played a couple of New Zealand tracks at the start. So, it was bar talk. <laughs> yeah. 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 Actually, we've got an idea. I'll play it. We'll play it a bit later in the episode where it's actually like bars, like sheeps, <laughs> where, where it's everybody that's played this show before knows what I'm talking about. It's an idea with bar, like sheep barring in the background. <laughs> then we talk, then we whisper over the top bar talk. Nice. We thought we were being cl- pretty clever, but uh, we should probably talk about. What, this what track. so did I until you shot okay. me down? <laughs> <laughs> talk about getting 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 tangented off. Uh, this was a real stoinker. Oh, this one went. This was ten taxis. out of ten. Yeah, yeah, this is just just so raw and just oh, <laughs> oh, you little sexy grunt there. Mick. Yes, uh, this one's going to be coming off. Uh, off their forthcoming EP, which is going to be out in January, mm-hmm. and it's um it's a companion piece to their uh, full length Barriers, which came out in two thousand nineteen, and that all the, oh, the EP is going to be called Heaven is a Place. This is a place, nice. and I'm looking forward to hearing more because this was fun. Yeah, just the just you know was you think it's going to be nice and clean, and the vocals come and the chorus comes <laughs> yeah, in, yeah. It's just really just like screaming it out. I loved it. Yeah. Like I said, just that rawness. Yeah. It's just like, it's like, you know, I'm driving, like I said, I'm listening to it. I'm driving along. I'm like, hello, operator. <laughs> this sounds good. Oh, you done good on this pick? Yes, did. Yeah, you did. Okay, you did. Okay. I'm glad. I'm glad. Let's. You, you, I'm going to give you your show back. There you go. It's just going to be Mick, Mick presents Bar Talk. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, because <laughs> you're so excited and about to have, have a little bit of an exciting, exciting time over there. Let's, uh, why don't you introduce songs to us yes. as we go out and play them. Perfect. This is um, Car Park Social with Blind, followed by Frank Eero and the Future Violence, Sewer Wolf. We'll be back soon on Bar Talk.
AustralianMusiciansRadio.com Who rests in 
Alrighty, you're listening to Mick Talk, which has now Oi. been renamed. Oh, I'm going to mute you in a minute. You watch. You're oh. the one doing. You're not the one doing post production, Mister. You better oh. watch your mouth, Sonny Jim. Oh yeah, oh, son of this. Oh, oh. oh it's just going to be these really bad the, edits. It's the like name is Daniel. You are so talented, and I really like you, and I have no talent, but Daniel is so funny. <laughs> there you that, go. that was uh, welcome back to Talk Mick, and yes. that was um, <laughs> that was uh, Sewer Wolf by Frankie Arrow and the Future Violence and Blind before that by Cars Park Social. That was good. That's good. I, I like the yes. fact that you've got such an eclectic mix of music and that because I actually, yeah, like, I do work for Heavy Reborn. I love my heavy music, but I always like to kind of expand out. And it's been a really great tracks. Just chill out occasionally, guys. Mm. Yeah. Which, well, speaking of, that's probably a good segue to the songs later on. Back to the present, however. Are yes. you, have you got, are you got ready for this next segment? I kind of am. I kind of am. I hope you bloody are. Yes, cool. Because yeah, what you're about to hear is something a little bit less opposite of strong, shall we say. Yes. <laughs> now it's time for Jimmy's Joke of the Week. All right. Sweet. So, uh, I've got to tell the joke. All right. I'm, I'm all, so, we've got the resident comedian in the house. I have not prepared anything because, you know, you're cool. the professional. I'm the professional, yeah, yes. Nick. but Well, this is actually isn't a bad joke. Joke. I'm going to tell you a story about a joke that was given to me. All right. I feel like we've. I feel like we've let a lot of people down lately with joke of the week. So I feel like we need to bounce back with something that's a little bit, you know, above average. Okay. Cool. Well, this is a true story about a guy I used to work with. Okay. He actually came up to me in that because he knew that I did stand up comedy. He's like, mate, Mick, 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 Mick. I got the perfect joke for you, mate. I swear to God, you get on the stage, you do this joke. And it will kill. And I'm like, well, you know what? If it's an original joke, hell yeah, I'll take it. You know, I'll take whatever I can get. I've been booed off the stage the past five times. Why not? Hit me with it. He's like, all right, all right, all right, all right. What you got to do, mate, is you got to get a teddy bear. You got to put the teddy bear under your arm. Then you got to step up onto stage, stumble a little bit, look at the audience, then look at the teddy bear and say, bear with me. <laughs> I kid you not. <laughs> the worst thing you is- see, You see, if you said that on stage, like you would have been <coughs> silenced and I would have been out the back just pissing myself. Yeah, I know. And that, that's, that's the thing though, is that I thought, oh yeah, I'll, I'll consider it. And then the next week he actually went out, purchased a teddy bear <laughs> and brought it in for me. He's like, no, this one's really good. Like, look at its eyes. It really, really is like, looks like a crazy teddy bear that someone would bring on stage. Like, oh, yeah. Sure, buddy. Yeah, I'll try. <laughs> so yeah, there, there's my joke of the week. Week spelt. So uh, how did it, how did the uh, how did the joke go? Oh, I didn't actually use it. <laughs> I mean, I have I have told okay. I've told that story on stage, and it usually gets a bit of a laugh because people just like that kind of like, oh my god, and it's kind of one of those things. Like, I did it once, and oh, I just remember this guy's like, you're a piece of shit. You're not funny. I had sex with your mother. And I said, Dad, seriously, I'm not going to bite you twenty more gigs if you keep up with that. So yeah. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you would have had to have come up because your friend was obviously wanting you to play, this, say this joke at the show. Yeah. So, what was the excuse you came up with, the blatant lie that you came up with after the show to explain to him why you didn't have the teddy bear in your hand and why you didn't say the joke? Okay. Well, musicians may be able to relate to this. Um, people who say they're going to come to your gigs, 
Never do. Ah, so it's one of those. One of those. Okay. I'll give you a free joke, but I will never actually come out and support you. I will not watch you at any comedy gigs. And yeah, man, I'll always- when are you going to play that song at one of your shows? Like, how do you know if I haven't you played it? You've never come to one of my shows. Exactly. Or I watched the live stream. It's like, fuck 2020. <laughs> no, I didn't do any live streaming. And now we lost, like, because I had Melbourne Comedy Festival show with the WTF show coming out this year. And um, yeah, we lost it. We um, basically got shut down. I was going to say, but that's a good segue for what you're doing next year at the Comedy Festival. Well, I do believe it's called the WTF show, Be Offended Tour. WTF is the WTF show. Yes. No, no, that was a question. What the fuck is the WTF show? Basically, we like to do gigs on Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays. Ah. Ah, Gotcha there. And we totally fuck. And <laughs> oh, on stage, this is one of them like, like the like Holland, you know the what do you call it? The Amsterdam, the Amsterdam shows, shows yes. yeah. Yep. Okay, yeah, okay. No. you got me. You've sold me. Yeah, yep. 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 Mommy's there. Yeah, right. Cool. Front front row. I don't care if I have to pay double. I'm there. And it was at this point, Daniel didn't realise he'll be the one that we brought on stage. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to welcome our next volunteer. Oh, great. <laughs> uh, no, but no, yeah, if you are, are looking for tickets, come out, WTF show, come out and say g'day. And that, we're our three comedians, three different comedians. So, you got basically, if you don't like one of us, you're going to like the other two of us. And when is the, <laughs> I forget what dates the fir- uh, comedy festival is. It's around April, isn't it? Yeah, end of March, start of April. Mm, yeah. So, so, yeah. I'm looking for, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to go off because people will probably miss, really, really missing out from well, this year. I know that a lot of um, international acts aren't coming out. So, it's- That's not necessarily a bad thing for the no. local, com- local scene. Well, there are so many good comedians out there and that. I don't mean like the WTF show, which you should uh, like our socials, but but no, I'm talking about actual like comedians who, they they do gigs with us, open mics. Yeah. They get out there and they kill it and they do their own shows and they'll be lucky to get in probably 10 punters a night. Mm. And that, and these are people who just put their whole effort into and basically that, they're outsold by these international acts, which are awesome. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that there, but it's basically give local a chance, just like you should listen to local music. I was going to say, I think we can probably, you know, again, comedy is a bit like music in terms mm. of how that works, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, because we're, we're kind of on the same thing. Yours, these guys are more the artists. We get paid to talk shit, so, yeah. Hey, I, if you're good enough at, you're good enough at the, the yarns in between songs, you can talk shit between songs. That's true. Ain't no excuse just because you're a different art form, you know? Yeah, that's if it. If you're a rapper, put a beat behind it, talk shit over the top. That's how it, roll. That's how it works, isn't it? Yeah. You're, if you're a metal vocalist, you just scream shit over the <laughs> microphone. <laughs> well, you call it screaming, but I, I call it basically- uh, Demanding. Ah, that, yes. That's, that's my kind of thing. I was it? also yeah. going to say, if you're an R&B artist, you just uh, monotonal- monotonally, uh, you know, speak shit, and then you get your producer to add the uh, pitch correction afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Maybe yeah. a little bit of auto-tune as well, if you're, uh, you know, it's like- Actually, I probably shouldn't chat shit about R&B. We did play a bit of R&B this week, so- Yes, yes. Some good R&B as well. Yes, yes. Australian artists, man. I'm really digging this, though. I can't believe they all- How do people actually send in their music as well to you? You Ah, you got me there. Good one. Ah, yes. I am going to remember the- um. The email, don't worry, folks. I don't pull a Loz where she forgets the email each time. <laughs> no, I love you, Loz. Love you to bits. Um, the email is amrairplay at mail.com. If you are an independent artist and you want to hear some music being played 
on AMR. Uh, yeah, send us in. Send us in the WAVs and MP3s plus your plus your bios, press picks and press picks. I know Gareth doesn't mention enough, but please send in press picks. There's nothing worse than not having a press pick in the pre- in the press release and have to scour through their Instagram and find a grainy picture from 2013 that's the only usable picture. Yeah, and in that point, you know, if you're in a band and that, you know, you basically three of the band members already left to go and done <laughs> other things. So it's pretty like, much. Yep, cool. Nah, it's, uh, luckily, I deal with a lot of solo artists. So, don't get that thing, but they may have changed their hair colour a few times. Yes. No, but um, yeah, send us in your media, bio and press releases with it as well. And tell us where you're from too, uh, so we can bag the shit out of you. Yes. Sefrich from Melbourne, also known as the Superior State. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Never heard of anyone getting a good latte in Perth. Wink, wink. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's been a while since I've chatted shit about Perth. It's yes. good to be back. Yeah. Uh, well, that's all right. Things can be we worse. Haven't had, we haven't had us. Actually, this is the first time in ages I think we've had this many WA artists. So I'm yes. feeling, feeling good again. Yeah. Um, yeah, I should mention as well, before we get on to the last couple of tracks, to, of course, AMR's socials as well, and Bartalk's socials, of course, but AMR, you can catch uh, catch us on AMR Australia on Facebook, AMR underscore Australia on Twitter, Instagram, which is going off, by the way, so many likes out of your ears on that right now, I'm loving it, uh, and and TikTok, if we get a- if we get our act together. Nice. Uh, hopefully, I'm going to ask Gareth to uh, hopefully put a TikTok on New Year's Eve, <clears throat> Uh, I digress, folks. Um, <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, but, you know, uh, for Bar Talk, of course, we're on Facebook. And, of course, we've got a YouTube channel, which we put up all the interviews as well. But, nice. of course, you can catch us um, at, well, for the for the Bar Talk episodes on AustralianMusiciansRadio.com forward slash bar hyphen talk or shows.acast.com forward slash bar talk or wherever you get your podcasts. Nice. Yes. Hopefully, you'll be able to say that little spiel too for uh, Heavy Reborn. When Gareth gets his shit together. Sorry, I'm having a little fit over here. You'll yes. have to excuse me. <laughs> no. I uh, love you, Gareth. <laughs> he's awfully silent, man. You know he's plotting something in there. Oh, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll, watch out. we'll do the sign off and then all of a sudden that curtain comes back and there's a chainsaw. <laughs> it's like, yeah, here's your socials. Fern tree gully massacre. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Mick. It's been good times. Yes, great classic, mate. great classic mishits. You know, yeah, no, it's, it's been a lot of fun, man. You're on a tight ship, and it's uh, great to finally meet you and hang out well, with be, you. Be be a terrible ship if it wasn't tight. It'd be leaking everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's my kind yeah, of ship, so, you know. So ship, that's, yeah, Titanic. Just get rid of all the dudes. <laughs> 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 yeah. well, nothing good with a ship with sailors on it. Yeah, exactly. I hate being full of semen. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I dig it. I dig you it. You went straight into it. You fell straight into it. I fell into that, yes. Yeah, yeah. okay. All Rookie right. mistake on my part. Um, yeah, I hope you're not feeling too depressed after that. No, that no, stuff it was good. Up. Oh, hey, that was good. Huh? Segway? Oh, Segway. Yeah. Oh, no, I'll never feel depressed. <laughs> but speaking of which, um, Wells has been feeling a little depressed lately. Yes, which well. Which, I mean, you know, I mean, it's, that's not good. And but. we're sending our love down the wells. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little Simpsons reference. No, uh, if, you, if, if you do need to chat to someone, just always, you know, 13, 11, 14, if you ne- ever need to chat to someone or get in touch with a family member, a friend, someone you trust, because it's always really important to yeah. talk I say, about I got stuff. It. I will get serious there, man. Reach out. If you are listening, if you are struggling, reach out. 
And yeah, Wells has probably been having a tough year. He mentions it in the he mentions it in the the song. Some, and yeah, it's good to it's just good to mention that sometimes you do things are things are shit. Yes, <laughs> like it's it's not fun being locked in the house all day if you yeah. if you love being out and seeing people. Well, this is someone who's actually taken that and created a form of art of it. So make yeah. sure that you are uh, yeah give it a listen because it is a good song with a good dose of self deprecation. Yes. I do love it. Yes. Instead of it being about, you know, hey, I'm depressed because I'm just too good looking. No, this is a guy who's actually, um, I think he's put a little bit out there and he's had a bit of a, a bit of a laugh about it. So, yeah, it's actually really, really good. If you do get a chance, um, yeah, have a listen in a second. But also- it's, I think it was sent in by Nick Knack. I'll double check that Nick in a Knack. sec. All right. Yes, I was. I was. I'm right on the money. My memory serves me correctly. About 50% of the time. Um, mm. Yes. No, it was Nick Knack that sent uh, Wells in. And thank you, Nick Knack, too, I should mention as well, uh, for setting up Jeff Ong's uh, chat. You guys are honestly, I'll mention it now, it's coming towards the end of the year. This year, the, the noticeable increase of New Zealand artists that we've been seeing uh, this year has mainly been due to Nick Knack. So, um, thanks, guys. You, Paula and uh, Nicole from Across the Ditch, love yous, and keen to hear what new stuff you've got coming in in the new year. So, thanks, all the awesome work you've been doing over there. So, you um, appreciate the stuff they've given you? Yes. No, actually, like, I was going to say, I'm not going to be cynical here. No, it has no, been really no, good. No, they're, they're like kind of giving you a bone. So, Nick Knack, Paddywhack has given you a bone. Ah, uh, 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 okay. Done. Yes, okay. That's That was the real joke of the week this yes, week, folks. Yes, mm. there we go. <laughs> Thanks. I'm here all night. No, I'm not. I'm going home to have a cold shower after that. But it was a little bit call back to the the mid-2000s with this one, so that, that pop pop punk sort of yeah sort of vocal yeah he did it did actually yeah mid 2000s i'm almost going late 90s i honestly got a late 90s feel like just a turn and turn of the millennium 2001 2002 ish at the latest but just yeah it was a great song i really mm. liked it yeah he's been getting some uh, bit pro help here with the mixing uh he's been ooh, he's been mixing with the guy that's been mixing for frank ocean and jimmy jimmy zucker so uh mm. so jimmy did i say jimmy not jeremy <laughs> yeah, jimmy did jimmy zucker <laughs> I suck at this job. Uh. <laughs> so yeah, he's uh I like his um his chronological ordering of his like Vix tapes. Yeah. He's had tape one, that's the official title, folks, and tape two, and this one's gonna be off tape three. Wow. Uh, I didn't predict that one at no, all. No, no. Well, I just I just can't wait for tape four <laughs> after this. <laughs> Are you sure it's going to be called that or is he? Yes. <laughs> no, no, I'm pretty sure. Okay, but tape okay. five, I've heard no, no. bad things about. He's, he's going to hear you now. Well, yeah. So, by the way, this is by Wells. Yes. Um, I don't think we mentioned his name before. We did, Wells. Oh, yep. we did. Yep. Yeah, yeah, of course. And it's Wells with an apostrophe at the end. Yes. That isn't just a typo. No. Vic, that's actually the name. Yeah. And um, follow Wells on Facebook, Spotify, and Instagram. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, good stuff, Wells. Love, yep. love the track. And uh, good job. Looking Beautiful. forward to hearing more. And we've got another song after that, I do believe. I believe I do. Oh, yes, sir. Hey, Bob. Um, thanks to Morning Coffee. I don't think we've played any of the tracks from these guys that they've sent in yet. But the track, uh, the song is called uh, Rolling by Peach Lane. Nice. And, oh, boy, this was a smooth track to finish off on, I think. It is actually the perfect track. It's just that kind of nice balance of, like, chill out, too. Yeah, it's... Yeah. um. Yeah, it's just it, it is it is really one of those ones again. You could just you know you're talking about like on the porch having on a couple porch. of bevies. Yep, really is one of those tracks. Just looking out at that sun and that it's actually no because now we're in daylight savings. I've, you're from another state, you probably don't know what that is. It's just something stupid Melbourne does. <laughs> um, but yeah, sitting down and Sydney. Don't and forget Sydney. those yes. bastards up north. Yes, cool. 
Well, that's the thing. I don't really consider Sydney a state, but oh, there we go. But it's that kind of half like- Half of your audience just yes. tuned out. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, we love we, Bartol. We didn't we didn't have any Sydney artists this week, so you can- do, I, Or unless they didn't, they weren't the ones that mentioned where they're from. Mm, so, uh, man, that's all right. I normally chat shit at least once about Sydney every so often, so- yeah. We're up, we're, I think we're overdue for a Sydney shit-talking shit session. Yes, exactly. As opposed to Tasmania, who don't allow music. But, um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, it's a chill out. Sit on your porch, chill out, watch that sunset, and just, yeah, good track. And, Great track. Uh, Peach Lane are from Canberra. Yes. So, yes. Not, been not, a while since I've heard some stuff from Canberra come through. Not a, not a state, it's a territory. Yes. Yes. Well, real, we're in real geographic territory right now with these-, with these uh, Yeah. We're going all over the place. Yeah, I'm, I'm digging this. I'm digging this. We should we should play. We should play. I really want to say thank you again, Mick, for just bearing with my stupidity. Nah, dude. Seriously, two stupids make a positive, mate. So, yes. Thanks yes. for having me on here. Oh, yeah. I feel and, charged up. Yep. Definitely. I'm so just going to like just jump out of this seat in a second and just drive Yeehaw! home and go to sleep. <laughs> That's yes. the way. No, uh, good stuff, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Please like all the artists that you do like from this episode and be sure to tune in next week for some more shit talking with whoever I uh, victimise on the other side of the couch. It's <laughs> <laughs> so weird that you didn't break eye contact. We said victimised. Now stuff's weird between us, but uh, yes. Okay, sure, sure. Thank you for having me. No worries, Mick. Here they are. Finish off your episode and your week. It's Wells with the Preston Peach Lane on on rolling. Uh, Peach Lane with rolling <laughs> right here on Bar Talk. Catch you later, babies. I haven't been happy since November last year. I wonder if anything's gonna work now. I need another friend who can cut my hair. But that's a lot of pressure. I'll just let it grow out. I give and I give, but I don't take back enough. I look everywhere, but I don't think I'll find love. And hanging up on a relationships won't work. I wear my Sunday best, but I still feel depressed. A lot of time trying to talk to my God But all that I heard was radio silence When something feels right, now it always goes wrong But on the upside, I'm not suicidal I give and I give, but I don't take back enough I look everywhere, but I don't think I'll find love And hanging up on a relationships won't work I wear my Sunday best, but I still feel depressed I'm taking a beating I feel defeated But I'm putting one foot in front of the next But I still feel depressed It's harder than it sounds, yeah I'm taking a
Australian Musicians Radio dot com.